in the A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has the Built for You program, meaning that you can go even further with their award-winning customer service experience. I'll tell you more about the Built for You program here in just a second that's available at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Get your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook and the award-winning DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code A2Z Sports is how you get in on all the action on the NFL, on college football, on baseball, as I'm watching the Braves. And the Rockies right now using that promo code A2Z Sports. And of course, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all your HVAC needs. So let's talk about week one in the NFL. Because we did uh we did the show at halftime of the Ravens and the Raiders game. It was a spectacular experience. It's something that I wish we'd almost done a post-game show afterwards because that game went to overtime. It was insane. Two fun teams in the AFC. Even if the first two and a half quarters, basically, were a bit of a slog, it was certainly something in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter and really in overtime when the Raiders and the Ravens kicked it up a notch. And it was emblematic of the weekend, the opening weekend, that the AFC had. The balance of power in the NFL, to me, is clear. And that's where we're going to start. The Titans included between these two conferences. But first, I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take. I want to know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which conference in the NFL had the better opening weekend. Was it the AFC or was it the NFC? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, we'll talk about it together, which side of the NFL, which which conference in the NFL had the better weekend? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, your Two Rivers Ford take to begin the show. Uh, let's see. Tighten up, Buckaroo, says Eric Torres. He's uh, still expressing optimism. And, you know, listen, week one, you can flush it because they're going to. But you have to look and be realistic about what's awaiting you in Seattle and something we'll spend more time on later in the week. Uh, El Boogie 808 says, Monday night football with the Mannings. One football this week for me. Yes, we'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, so many weeks until your opening. So how many weeks, Bobby Dingman says, rather. Uh, until your opening topic is urban to USC. Yeah, man. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a real problem. Uh, it's a real problem with the Jacksonville Jags right now and something that I just saw Mike Cliffs of the uh, of the Denver, I think it's News 9 in Denver, who covers the Broncos because that's the Jags' opponent this week. The Jags' PR has declined to make Urban Meyer available to Denver, uh, Denver media on a conference call, as is typically the custom. Uh, let's see. Week one, more than rusty, straight crusty for the Titans, says Josh. Ouch, but we're talking about between the two com conferences, AFC and NFC, who had the better performance. You guys continue to weigh in. You'll hear from one of the participants participants in uh, one of the conferences in the NFL here in just a second off a spectacular weekend of football. Even the bad games I thought were enjoyable outside of uh, 
outside what was what was particularly forgettable. I thought that the you know the Vikings and the but even like the Vikings and the Bengals because I thought that Joe Burrow had a fun game. Anyway, let me let me tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford who present the Two Rivers Ford take each and every night. Two Rivers Ford is the official home of the 2021 Ford Bronco, but that's not the only thing that Two Rivers Ford offers you as a potential customer. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, where you can go visit them, is ex- excited to announce and bring to you the Built For You program that they offer at the dealership when you pay them a visit in Mount Juliet. It, you, you can order any Ford, any color, with any available features and accessories from Two Rivers Ford and have your vehicle delivered right to you. It's just another way the Two Rivers Ford makes buying a vehicle easy. So if it's not on the lot, it's not a problem for them. Two Rivers Ford will order the exact Ford you want built just for you. So ask about the all-new Built For You program at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet today. TwoRiversFord.com is where you can start your window shopping. Two Rivers Ford, love where you buy your Ford. So what's happening in the NFL after week one? What do we know about these conferences and who had the better opening weekend? Let me know in the comments section on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, promo code A2Z Sports. So, Skill Will says the NFC, Brian Bowman agrees. NFC dominated, in my opinion, says El Boogie 808. Packers are the only NFC team to lose, says Chris Frazier. Well, no, that's not true, because I know at least the Falcons lost as well. I don't think that can't possibly be right. Those can't be the only two NFC teams that lost this weekend, but I will go back and double-check. Here in just a second on ESPN.com, which conference had the better opening weekend? Uh, Literally, it seems, I don't see a single vote for the AFC. This is pretty surprising to me. Brandon Greenwood says, Mike Vrabel is 7-0 coming off a double-digit loss. Well, we'll see what happens this week. You uh, Perhaps you feel confident. Brian Spivey is saying the AFC West. No, we're talking about the AFC and the NFC as conferences. Individual. AFC West. Undefeated this weekend, says Kenton Maxwell. So was the NFC West. And the NFC South only went seven, uh, only went three and one, the Falcons having that bad loss as well. Uh, hey, Buck, been haven't been here for a while. Good to be joining you again, says Randy Hemberg. Welcome back, Randy. Happy to see you. Uh, Bears, Vikings, Washington football team, Cowboys, Giants, says Jason in real life. Yeah, thank you. That's that's exactly right. There's plenty of NFC teams that lost this weekend. Uh, in in uh, in total, Packers the only real team, though. I guess is what Chris Fraser is saying. Well, that's not you can't do the math that way, Chris. That's not how it works. You know that. Um, but honestly, I'm surprised to see so many of you saying the NFC because I thought, from my perspective, even though the Titans got smacked around, it was a great weekend for the AFC between the Ravens and the Raiders. Both teams look competent. Both teams look like they could factor into the playoff picture with the expanded postseason, with the the additional wildcard game that the league had last year. The Browns, even in a loss, I thought looked good until Baker had a, you know, a fine second half, but choked there at the end. Kansas City, of course. I thought that Miami and New England looked pretty stout um, with fairly good quarterback play. Tua doesn't seem to be anything special just yet, but their defense is fantastic. And Bill Belichick is a fumble away from winning that game. I thought, in my opinion, the AFC had the better weekend just from the games that I went through and watched. I mean, I saw that the Colts lost to the Seahawks. I saw uh, I saw the way that the Ravens lost that game in overtime, but still, 
I thought there was so much good. You know, the Jets, I didn't think looked particularly impressive against Carolina, even though Corey Davis did have a good game. They still didn't do much. For me, it was the AFC. Uh, in my opinion, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time, all preseasons matters is Dom Odell. I don't know if that's true, but I think that the AFC certainly, and embodied by Monday Night Football last night, I thought the AFC had a great opening weekend. Derek, how would you describe this game? Uh, you know what? It reminded me so much of my career so far. A lot of this, you know what I'm saying? And I'm thankful for this group because on both sides we made plays to help us lose it and to help us win it. But the only thing that matters at the end of the day is that score, as we've talked about. So I'm glad that we won. I know how much you were looking forward to the opener in this building. How did this game, the way it played out, how did it compare to how you thought it would go? Well, you always want it to go perfect. But playing a defense like this, I played them four or five times in my career now. You, it's the most difficult thing you have to do, you know. And it took us a while to get going, but once we did, we were able to score some points. Now, after you guys were partying on the field, thinking that you had it won, yes. what went through your mind when you saw the ball bouncing around in the end zone and then pick it off? I'm like, not like this. You know what I mean? Like, I can't lose a game like this. We did too many good things to get us in that position to win it. But the thing that I love the most, everyone to talk crap about our defense for, for 12 months. And they stepped up when we needed it the most and got us the ball back so we could win it again. Did you think you were going to get the ball back? 100%. 100%. 100% thought we were going to get the ball back. Absolutely. I have all the confidence in the world in them, and it's never wavered. Take me through the touchdown pass to Day Jones. It wasn't to, to, to Waller. No. Uh, it wasn't no. to Rods. It wasn't to Edwards. It was to, to Zay Jones. That's right. Beautiful thing about that is there was an audible that Coach told me, hey, if, during the week, if we ever get this look, get ready for this play. And Zay Jones was in. Zay Jones, since he got to our team, Every time I ask someone to throw, he's there at 6 a.m. Every time. He's never missed one. So to see him come up with a game winner like that, every last two times we've been Monday night, he has two touchdowns. I hope everyone in the world roots for Zay Jones because he works harder than anybody on our team. It's week one, Derek. How do you top this one? Yeah, we got an extra game this year too, right? Yeah, yeah. we got we got a lot of work to do, but I'm thankful that we won because going to sleep tonight, losing that one would have hurt. Yeah, and John wouldn't have been happy. No, no, you know that. <laughs> Good to see you. Congratulations. So that is Derek Carr last night after the Raiders come out victorious in their Vegas opener, the first time that they had fans in Allegiant Stadium. It was a just a spectacular game, and we'll talk about the broadcast elements of it here in just a little bit. But, you know, the AFC, to me, I thought had the better opening weekend. I fear more teams in the AFC than I do in the NFC. If I'm a Titans fan, I'm looking at the competition between Cleveland, Baltimore, Kansas City, Las Vegas, certainly Miami and New England, who the Titans will see in uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. They play the NFC West, which of course went four and zero, and not just not just won their games this weekend, but absolutely dominated their opponents. It is a slog this year. Plus, New Orleans in that additional seventeenth regular season game. So this is a. I mean, the Titans are playing a first place schedule anyway. So you know what you're kind of up against. But I I looked at the results from Sunday and Monday, Thursday as well, including the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, because I think even in the Cowboys lost, Dak Prescott looked fantastic. Uh, the more that I thought about it, the more that I felt that the situation in the AFC, there are more teams to fear if you're a 
you know, if you're a, a franchise that's kind of on the fringes right now. And that's what I would – the Titans should still be the leader in the clubhouse, even if they're not the leader in the division right now. It's the Houston Texans, the only team to win a game in the, in the AFC South this weekend. But I still believe the Titans to be the best group, the most talented group out of the bunch. No, they didn't show it on Sunday. They did not show it at all. So they should be looking at the rest of the competition in the AFC and saying, my God, this is the situation that they – that they are up against, it's a bad deal if you're a Titans fan looking ahead at AFC competition and also the NFC teams that are on the schedule this year. Let's talk about rookie quarterbacks here on A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll do that here in just a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook, and week one in the NFL may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, Use promo code A2ZSports that you see right behind me to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's code A2ZSports to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, with the results in the AFC, right, we saw AFC and NFC, five rookie quarterbacks play some plays, even if it was just a handful of plays, in the case of Justin Fields, in their first NFL opportunity. So, what we know about these five first-round rookie quarterbacks is this, that Five of them come in in the first round, and probably three of the five will have what we all deem to be successful NFL careers. We don't know who that's going to be. We just know that the odds are stacked against all five of them performing at a high level. Just as and and we still we still have yet to see kind of with Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson from a couple of years ago that class and how they are all going to fare across their respective teams but I look at the rookie quarterbacks on Sunday and say there was there was some really big warning signs for at least one of them about their situation and how much they could potentially succeed so I want to ask you this question on A to Z sports prime time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios promo code A2C A2Z sports um, I would say to you that, or I want to know from you, which first round rookie quarterback had the best debut performance? And I know that Justin Fields may not count for the full, and Justin Fields and Trey Lance may not account for the full situation on this, but which first round rookie quarterback had the best opening weekend to you? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you guys do that, I'll tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group is the best in the business for a reason. 
They are the official real estate agent of all of your favorite pro sports teams here in Nashville, the Titans and the Preds. They're your favorite. Uh, they're the official real estate agent of your favorite sports streaming talk night talk show on A to Z Sports Primetime. But they also have incredible customer service. And you can look no further than the Google reviews when you type in the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. This from Marty Elzey. We worked with Jen Lambert. She was excellent in all aspects of our home buying process. Her market knowledge was extremely helpful in not only finding a home we will enjoy in the future, but will also be a great investment. You, too, can experience the fantastic uh, the fantastic customer service and and uh, and home buying process that the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage offers you. Your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. And if you're in the market to sell, sell for more with the Gary Ashton team. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the situation for these rookie quarterbacks. Brian Spivey says the Jets lost by five. I still didn't think that Zach Wilson, uh, and he did. There were some throws that you saw him make that traits that he has, but otherwise I was not overwhelmingly impressed with the performance of Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. I thought they lost to a bad Panthers team. Uh, let's see. Matt, Mac Jones, as bad as it hurts to say being a vol, says Brandon Roberts. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Real uh, game recognized game, right? Dom Odell says, Trevor, but that franchise goodness, you hear about Urban might be looking at the USC job. These rumors, LOL. Yeah, I think the Urban Meyer to USC thing, and I don't I don't know. I don't have any information on that in Jacksonville. Um, I'm just looking at this and saying, just looking at this and saying that it's a uh that it's a spot where <laughs> the optics are bad and Urban, the reports coming out of Jacksonville, it sounds like his players don't necessarily are necessarily vibing with him. But I think more than anything that Trevor Lawrence is in the worst position out of any of these guys. I really fear that Jacksonville is going to ruin him and that Urban Meyer is not a long-term solution uh, as he continues to lose games throughout the course of his first NFL season. Uh, Donovan Romaine says Mac Jones. Jeff Charles on YouTube agrees with him, saying that Mac Jones had the best word about Trevor for the long haul. His best bet is Urban quitting for his health and going to USC in five months. No love for uh no love for <laughs> urban meyer tonight uh alex man says buck was wesley woodyard right about mike brable i i don't think uh i don't even i would have to go back and listen to the comments that west made you know this was this was six months ago at this point i don't remember the exact comments i know what he was saying about taking over defensive play calling in the afc title game and all that stuff but like i alex i, I don't even remotely remember what what all wesley was accusing him of so we can uh, we if I don't, I don't think it's worth bringing back up. It's it was just a uh, it was just you know a frustrated player sounding off with a little bit of freedom now, and uh, you know I mean listen to to Wesley's point. I'm not going to get back into this. This was literally this was literally in like May that that came out. Um, Urban <laughs> Xavier Clement says Urban Meyer's a hoe if he takes off on him like that. Well, you know Xavier he he does have a track record. Um, EA says we are going to have we are going to need some assistance from PK. We know he will ask for the fans. We have coaching questions, says EA. Uh, fans voice what Paul? <laughs> That's funny to hear. Paul Kaharski is the voice of the fan. He does ask questions like one of you guys would at a press conference. Like Paul gets upset at a press conference, uh, and you know it's why we don't. 
it's why sometimes we don't get the best answers out of Rabel because the way that Paul asks his questions isn't diplomatic. It isn't, you know, and, and maybe diplomacy is not always the right tool. It's just a more effective tool than kind of yelling at Mike Vrabel about, well, I told you that you shouldn't have been so dismissive about the offense, <laughs> about the offense, uh, the lack of practice time together and all that. But yeah, Paul, listen, Paul asks a question like something that I would read in my Twitter mentions, which makes me laugh out loud, because if you were to tell Paul that he was the voice of the fan, he would literally recoil at that idea. Uh, but it's funny to think about. Um, yeah, you know, I thought of all of them, Mac Jones looked the best. I thought that they were a fumble away from winning that game. And if Damian Harris does not, you know, gets cut or something like that, like uh, who was the who was the Notre Dame running back for the Patriots that had four rushing touchdowns against Andy? I think it was, I think it was Jonas Gray. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and we never saw him again. Uh, because he had he had, he like showed up late to a meeting or something like that the next week. Anyway, I thought Mac Jones was great in his debut. I thought he looked just as good as Tua. Tua didn't look any kind of special, but Mac Jones did not look uh, did the moment did not look too big for him out there. After that first touchdown, um, your teammates were trying to give you the the ball. Uh, why why wouldn't you take it? Because I mean that doesn't really matter. It was you know one touchdown. We got to score more, but. It's not like the game was over right there, but I mean, um, we got to do better in the red zone and get more touchdowns, and we will. So Mac Jones, his numbers weren't overwhelming, but he played well enough to win, right? Mac Jones looked comfortable in the Patriots' offensive system. They're going to get better. They're going to get more disciplined. Uh, if Damian Harris has a fumble, I bet we don't see a ton of Damian Harris against their next opponent, but Mac Jones, of all of these guys, is in the best possible situation, even as I think Trey Lance is in a good spot as well. Now, we don't know as much about Trey Lance or about Justin Fields, even though both of those guys did play a couple of snaps in their week one against their week one opponents. But Zach Wilson, you know, TBD, and they're all TBD, right? But Zach Wilson, I, I need to see more. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is in a terrible position Mac Jones, I think, is in the best spot of all of them and does seem to or did seem to look the most comfortable out of the gate. Uh, let's wrap up this show with a gone viral video also to do with the world of the NFL. Last night's Monday night football game, to be specific. The question that I'm asking you guys on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch, which Monday night football broadcast do you prefer? The traditional one on Big ESPN or what happened with Peyton and Eli Manning last night on ESPN2? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Which broadcast of Monday Night Football did you prefer? The normal one or the Manning Brothers? Give me your answer. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky to make sure that your residential HVAC needs are satisfied. And if you have a commercial business, they can take care of you as well. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Okay. A to Z Sports Primetime, DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, promo code A to Z Sports. Which Monday Night Football broadcast did you enjoy more? Give me your answer and we'll talk about it together. Puka says the Manning boys, Shrike agrees. Manning and it should be available for all primetime games. Uh, it's just going to be Monday Night Football this year where Eli and Peyton are going to do these 
ESPN2 simulcast. Now, I saw that 800,000 people watched them last night, which is a pretty good number um, up against, you know, a traditional Monday night football game. I didn't think the promotion around it was great. I thought they could have done more to bring it to people's attention because I had forgotten about it until, uh, I think, until a couple of hours before the game and I started seeing tweets about it. But then once I turned it on, I, I couldn't pull away from it. I stayed there for the rest of the game. It was so much fun to watch. They went a little guest heavy, I thought, and they had a, a few too many pre-prepared bits out of the gate instead of just kind of watching the game, like Peyton at the at the at the whiteboard. It was a little excessive, but it was the first time that they did it. And I thought for the most part, it was a better experience. Brian McNeil says regular Manning was cute. I'll have to be home alone to watch them. I'm not sure what perhaps expand on that for me, Brian. Uh, I don't I don't know why you would have to be home alone to watch it. Uh, Manning for sure has have the ratings come out, Buck says Brad Lifford. Yes, uh, in fact, I saw. Let me let me pull up because I know that eight hundred thousand people watched the uh, that watched the Manning brothers broadcast. But I want to make sure that I have the Monday the normal Monday night football numbers as well. Okay, fifteen point three million watched regular ESPN and ABC for the Monday night uh, football game. ESPN two had 800,000 people watching it. So, you know, it's, it's a big number versus a much smaller number. It's 15.3 versus 800,000, but still 800,000 for, for something that was completely unproven that speaks to Peyton Manning. It speaks to ESPN. It also speaks to football. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Russell Wilson was quite enjoyable as a guest though. So strike. I thought, it, I thought Russell was great. It's the best version of Russell Wilson. I think any of us have seen, right? Uh, he was comfortable. He was breaking down. What we got, what we watched was Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning at the end of that game, at least. It was Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, and uh, Eli Manning breaking down film in real time for all of us. It didn't feel like they didn't feel like they were uncomfortable because they were on camera. You got a a real, a, an active NFL player and two of his, you know, one time colleagues, one of them who he's played against in a Super Bowl. Uh, to to basically break down film for you in real time and react to what they were seeing, how how good or how bad Derek Carr was playing at various points. When Peyton kind of pointed out that late in that game, Derek Carr was calling his own plays at the line of scrimmage and probably not taking the play call from Gruden in a way that Peyton Manning can recognize and recognize the adjustments that they're making at the line of scrimmage. Um, let's uh, let's say uh, let's say that. I don't think it's for everybody because I feel like m the majority will still want to watch, you know, boring. It's boring to me. I, I understand why people like it, but like, I don't need a play-by-play -play guy to tell me down and distance. I'm smart enough to know where that is on the screen to recognize that all I need to know is what's happening on the play. And that's what I got. And it was comfortable. It was a comfortable conversation between Eli and Peyton, Peyton and, and the guests that they brought on throughout the course of the show, Travis Kelsey, Charles Barkley, Ray Lewis, Russell Wilson, it was a really, really good time. I don't think they need all of that for the next game, but I think it was I think it was really good. Um, Bobby French says Taylor maybe should should did. I assume you mean should have done bussin in the gym. Buck tell them boys they got no room to ever make fun of you again, bro. Yeah, listen. Taylor and I talk plenty of shit to one another. Will and I Will's gonna be on the on the radio show tomorrow, by the way. Will and I talk plenty of shit to one another. It's not that deep, but you know, I don't. Who cares about Taylor doing a podcast? It's like you know, telling an NFL player that they can't watch an hour of TV on, uh, you know, during during a week of work uh, during an NFL season. I just, I don't care. 
about the podcast and what its effect or lack of effect was on how Taylor Luan played on Sunday. I just thought he played bad football. I thought he got got. I don't think the podcast has anything to do with that. Uh, let's see. Like the show, uh, but Eli couldn't get a word in at times, says Brian. Yeah, you know, I, they'll they'll work that out. And it was funny to see Peyton kind of like stampede over everything. But that was enjoyable to me, certainly for all of the viral moments that we did have. Wide line, can, three-jet church. Here we go. Be alert on the weave here, right? One mid-trip stripe bunch, H-settle, 51 scat, H-weave rail, wide line, can, three-jet church. Blue right, 20, blue 20, easy, easy, can, 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 can. What's a can mean? He just canned it right there. Those are two plays I just caught. I cannot, this helmet doesn't fit. Shocking, shocking that a helmet doesn't fit you. Helmets. They didn't have a double XL okay. helmet to okay. fit that forehead. All right. He called two plays in the huddle, right? The first play, he didn't get the look that he wanted, so he canned it to the second play. Put the first play in the trash can. Now I'm going to three-jet church. That's what Lamar is doing. He is surveying the defense, right? He's getting to the best plays. Although, I talked to Greg Roman. He says Lamar is at his best when he gives him a call it and run it play. So they were great all night long. I, once they got comfortable, it was so much fun to you. You were watching an NFL football game with Peyton and Eli Manning. What what is more? What could be more fun and more enjoyable than that? Uh, and Mark Jones says Tennessee needs Will Compton. Okay, Tennessee needs a lot more than Will Compton. Can Will Compton kick field goals? Because right now. They need a field goal kicker, even though they they added uh, Randy Bullock to the active roster today off the practice squad. Mark Hankett says that play where Buda Baker blew up Lawan, though. Yeah, I saw that too. I also saw Roger Saffold get pushed the hell back by whoever number ninety five is for the Arizona Cardinals. That big defensive tackle. It was not a good game. None of the offensive linemen had a good game, but Taylor Lawan uh, was really bad. But again, it, it, it doesn't. Taylor Lewan getting lit up by 195 pound safety doesn't have anything to do with him doing a podcast. It just means that Taylor got got by a bunch of good players. It was not. I'm not excusing it. It was bad football. He knows it. You know it. We all know it. The staff knows it. Um, but it's got nothing to do with the podcast. That's just dumb. Uh, seriously, Eli Manning is married to my cousin. Says Joey Watts. Uh, they met at Ole Miss, and I mean, I don't talk to her, but it's true, and her name is, well, you don't need to be giving out her name, Joey, like you don't want people going out and searching this woman's personal uh, personal life. I don't tell people because they don't believe it's true. <laughs> they, well, you did just tell an entire, you know, there's there's a collection, of, there's, a hun- there's hundreds of people across these four social platforms total based on the number that I'm looking at right now. There is uh there's hundreds of people watching this live, Joey. So you literally did just tell people. Um, so apparently you're not scared that they won't believe it's true here on the internet, as opposed to telling people in person. So that that made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> I don't tell people, but here's all of her information, her name, her street address, and her zip code. <laughs> uh Josh Sabata says, I'm irrationally angry at J Rob for the kicker situation. Yeah, well, you know, here's here's what I'll say. Um, you know, it's not just, it's not just, it's not just John Robinson. I I don't like Steven Goskowski, right? I don't think Steven Goskowski had a great experience here in Tennessee. Now, uh, some of that's of his own making, but, uh, but also like, I think that this coaching staff, and the head coach in particular, I think they can make life harder on special teamers, particularly the kickers, 
than is utterly necessary. You and I won't get into get into some of the stuff that you hear around the situation, but all I know is that Goskowski's still in town. And I don't necessarily think that he will be back in Tennessee at this point. Um, that's about as much as I can tell you right now. Anyway, tonight's show has been fun. Again, submissions. If you want to bring back, uh, if you want to bring back the I'm not tired yet, we would appreciate your guys' submissions. If you want to do the video yourselves with you, your family members, your kids, you want it to be played on the show. Send it to me, DM it to me on Instagram or on Twitter, just at Buck Rising, right as you see there below, and we'll play it on the show, and you can enjoy it together, and everybody can have a good time, and uh, and that's what we'll do so that we don't get hit, hit with rights issues like we did with the Mississippi Mass Choir. Regardless, have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Radio show will be fun tomorrow as well, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Dumbest thing in sports this week, Will Compton of Bussin' with the Boys. I feel like I had somebody else there too, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe I am a little tired. Let's see you tomorrow.